Hello and welcome to the Top Tutor Podcast, where we share insider information from the world of elite tutoring to help your students get the best results both academically and in life. I'm your host, Nathaniel Dahlquist, the owner and head tutor at Grove Prep. I've been a tutor since I graduated from Yale in 2015 and focus primarily on standardized test prep and college admissions. Joining me is my co-host, Alexander Friedman. Alex worked as a software engineer and a researcher before founding Brooklyn Math Tutors in 2008. Hi, Alex. Hello. What are we going to talk about today? Today, we're going to talk about the college supplement essay. Now, I'll be totally honest. It's been so long for me that I had to ask Nathaniel before this call what that is. But we're going to learn all about it for anyone who doesn't know it. So what is the supplement essay and how important is it? Oh, my goodness. Okay, I'm actually really excited to talk about this because college supplements are tough. There are a lot of them. And uh, students usually really struggle with these. <laughs> the, the struggle is real. So I'm very happy to kind of give some guidance on, on this kind of college supplement process. So college supplements on the Common App, which is the like application that you send to all schools, every school has its own little drop-down box. And under that drop-down box, there are some extra things to write about. Now, some schools don't have supplement essays at all. They usually have a little bit of extra information for you to fill out, like which program are you applying to, or do you have anyone in your family who's gone to the school before, that kind of thing, but no extra writing. Some of these supplement essays are hidden inside of other tabs on the Common App, which drives me insane. But basically, when you add a school to your list, you need to click through every single tab on that college and complete some of the drop-down boxes. Because, for example, if you're applying to the School of Humanities, you're going to get a different prompt than if you're applying to the School of Science at whatever school you're applying to. So just be aware that not all of the supplements are easy to find, and we hate to see it when a student is ready to submit their application on like the 30th of December and there's an extra 125 word essay they have to write. So uh, these supplements are specific to each and every school. So every the schools that have them, it is individualized to that school. And we are going to talk a little bit about the most common types of supplement essays because they have a lot in common and sort of ways to overlap these essays, but also like what needs to be different about each one, as well as what I see from my students about what like some bad supplements or like what some essays written for supplements that are not successful versus some pretty good ones and then some excellent ones. So I'm very excited. I have two quick questions before we get into the details. The first is, are these supplements more important than the Common App essays? And actually, that was really one question. Is this the most important essay? And are they more important than the original ones? So statistically, no, because you can have an entire college application process without any supplements. If you were to cherry pick only schools with no supplements, and I've had kids do it, then you have to write none of them, and thus they are not important. However... If you want to gain acceptance to some of the most selective schools in the country or the world, these essays are vital. They are so important and these schools weight them heavily in their application process because they are specific and help the school know exactly what they're looking for and, and see if you're a good candidate. So they are supremely important. I would say that for the higher tier schools, between the supplement essays and the interviews, those are two of the things that can really set you apart and, and help you in your application to those really tough schools. All right. So what kind of supplements are they? Is there a set of types? 
Yes, all right. So there are probably more, there are more, but I identified three really specific types that happen all the time that all of my students run into at some point. So the first one is, why this specific school? And you may get elaboration on that, or you might not. We'll talk about that. The second one is, how will you contribute to our diversity? In the last couple of years, a lot of schools have added a diversity and inclusion supplement prompt to their applications. And then a third one is, tell us more about your academic interest which sounds might sound a little blah, but we'll talk about how to make that exciting. All right, so let's talk about the first one. How do I do a bad job of answering the why this specific school question? Oh man, okay, so I'm gonna give you some really specific examples from the horse's mouth itself. These are the actual supplements this year. So Bard College is very famous or infamous for its supplement, why Bard? 250 words. <laughs> Good luck. That's it. Just two words. Why Bard? That's all it is. Why Bard? And so what a tough question, right? So here's what students usually come to me with. They're like, I toured Bard and it was nice. And the person that I went on the tour with seemed really great. The students seemed happy. The dining halls are lovely and the dorms are clean. And or something about like all the students like seem really friendly and are good looking. <laughs> That is a slight exaggeration. It is not much of an exaggeration, unfortunately. So I get a lot of like, the school is great. It seems like a nice place. Okay, but that's like not gonna let Bard know that you really wanna go there. So the next step up from that usually has something to do with some specifics about the school. So for example, I really like that they have an intramural Frisbee team, or I really like that they focus on the liberal arts, or I really like that I have the option to take, you know, anthropology classes and science classes. Those are good things, but they're much too general. So when I am applying to a school like Bard, I want to be as specific as possible about why I want to go to Bard. I'm talking like name dropping here. Their course schedules are online. The names of their professors are on their website. Their intramural teams are listed on the internet. Go there, go to the internet, find the specific classes that you would wanna take. And I'm talking like one, one year, a student of mine was like, I really wanna take this class that's called like witches and feminism. And I was like, that is going straight into your supplement essay because that is the specificity I'm talking about. So these supplement essays are much more successful when they have something really specific, the specific name of the class and make sure that it's like in the undergraduate program and not the grad school. You know, you just like want to make sure. And uh, naming a specific professor that you might want to work with is really awesome. A specific program, for example, a lot of schools have relationships with other colleges or specific study abroad programs that you can say, as a junior at this school, I would really like to participate in this like, you know, uh, University of Dublin exchange program and go study in Ireland because I love Irish culture. We love to see that. And also you can say things like, I would really like to join the uh, board games club or participate in, you know, if you were applying to Yale, you could say like, like, I really want to be in dramat shows. That's the like uh, musical theater. They produce a lot of like various types of shows, but musical theater or plays and being specific about the types of things you want to do there. There are also cultural groups. So for example, if you have a specific cultural identity, you can be like, I love that they have a strong program or a house or a community of whatever your particular identity is. Really great stuff. So that's super important. And the thing about that is, if you are actually committed to researching the school, the supplement writes itself. 
Because if you've got one class, one teacher, and one extracurricular, 250 words is not that much. That's half the essay at least. And then you just do a little analysis. And so that's what I encourage students with when they're writing those those supplements. I'm like, just pick the things and the word limit will take care of itself. Don't worry at all. Okay. So it sounds like the school wants to know that you've genuinely invested in that school. Maybe it's kind of like you're interested in dating a person. They're like, why me? And you're like, well, you seem okay. That's not good enough. You need to have like specifics about why you're interested in this particular school. Curveball question. What if you're only moderately interested in this is like, you know, a backup safety. This is my like last choice, but they're still asking why Bard or why whatever. What do you do then? Fake it. You got to fake it. Um, I do have some students. Some Everybody's got to fake one or two of them. It always happens. Sometimes they're not that enthusiastic about it. But there is always something about the school that you can latch on to. You know what? By the end of the supplement writing process, sometimes the kids are just tired and they're like, I don't want to write another supplement (laughs) about why this school. And I'm like, well, that's just too bad, isn't it? Because if you want to apply to this school, you must. And here's the thing. If you were interviewing somebody for a job, it would be really easy to tell people who had researched your company, knew what your strengths were and knew what you did, as opposed to somebody who comes in and doesn't know what you do, doesn't know what you're known for, and just like is kind of there because they're like, well, I'm applying for a job, so I thought I'd apply here. Like it's a no-brainer, right? So that, and but you know, 17-year-olds don't know that. So (laughs) that's why they need some encouragement to really, really do some research. Okay. What's the next type of essay we can talk about? All right. So in the last, especially three to five years, this is, this trend has been happening for a while, but it's super popular now. There's a supplement essay for a lot of schools that is, how will you contribute to our diversity? So here's an example. Are you ready? Here's the example. At the University of Colorado Boulder, no two buffs are alike. We value difference and support equality and inclusion of all students and their many intersecting identities. Pick one of your unique identities and describe its significance. 250 words. Now, I think that is a fabulous prompt. I think that that is a really good question for a college to ask. I'm going to read it to you again. It says, pick one of your unique identities and describe its significance. Now, here's the thing about that. Almost every student that I talk to, when they see this prompt goes, I don't know what my unique identity is. And the no brainer here is if you have an identity, if you're LGBTQ plus, that's an easy identity to pick. Like racial identities are easy to pick and how that has impacted you in your life. Those are really easy to pick. But if you don't have those... It can be kind of tough. The reason these colleges are asking this question is because they want everybody to be thinking about it. I have a lot of students who are really smart, great white girls in high school. And they look at this question and they have this deer in the headlights look and they're just like, what do, what do I talk about? A sort of not great answer to this question is something that's like pretty superficial. I'm having a hard time even thinking of what that might be. But like the idea of like, I don't know, if you identify with a group based on your hair color and it's not actually well written, because there is an essay in that somewhere for sure. But like there's an essay, you can make an essay out of everything. There are good essays all around you. You must choose the good ones that that apply to you or that uh, inspire you. But if it's not well written or there's not some depth to it, that's not a great choice. Now, a lot of my students right now are writing about their genderqueer identities, and that is awesome. I love it. I highly encourage it. Somehow, lots of students can write an essay in 250 words about being genderqueer doesn't actually say anything or doesn't tell me anything about them. And a lot of times it's about the struggle, which I totally get. As a member of that community, I totally understand. 
but the it doesn't it's not just about the struggle it's about who you are and so with these essays i get a lot of kids who love to talk about the struggle but you only have 250 words and so you got to introduce the topic and then show us why it's such an important part of you and how it makes you great and reveal something about yourself maybe something vulnerable about yourself in the process because that sings in an essay like this so for example i've got a student who he's from india and he wrote an essay about how he his parents gave him a task when he was young that he was in charge of making the chai tea when his grandparents came over. And he used to, this is what he wrote his essay about. He was like, I used to just boil some water and put the Lipton tea bag in. And then I thought, why are my parents making me do this? Why is this important? And then all of a sudden he was down the YouTube rabbit hole of the best and most authentic Indian chai recipes. And oh, I get emotional thinking about it. He developed his own chai recipe that his grandparents loved. And he was proud to serve it to them. He was so excited to bring them this chai tea. He'd make it himself. He would bring it to them and they would enjoy it together. And then his grandparents would tell him stories about the partition, about what it's like to live in India, all of these things. And he would really get to engage with them on this subject. Now, that is a phenomenal idea for this essay because it prompt again is pick one of your, your unique identities and describe its significance. That identity is unique, it's specific, and it's significant. So I, I really encouraged him to write about that. And it was easy for him. And he thought, here's the thing, he thought it was a little dumb. A lot of my students think that their ideas for this are dumb because they're like, nobody wants to hear about me making tea. Not true. It's actually really great. I had a girl write about baking once and how she identifies as a baker and is in a lot of online forums about baking and loves to watch baking shows and how it lets her connect with more people and about what it means to create something that people eat and what it feels like to have people essentially judge something that you created that they can taste. It's very visceral. Oh, what a great essay. She actually got into CU Boulder with that one and got a fat scholarship. Oh my God, it was so great. I was so happy for her. So that's that's kind of a little bit of like where the spectrum is on that. I would say that the key to this one is if you're struggling to find something to write about, look smaller. Look for something that's really specific and tiny that you think nobody wants to hear about and write about that. You might be surprised at how human it is and how ubiquitous it is, how many people have had an experience like it. Yeah, you mentioned that some of your students will will write about something that seems like it should be like a great essay, but but it doesn't seem particularly interesting, uh, you know, the first draft. And, you know, looking at this question, you know, your unique identity and describe significance. Well, no specific identity is really unique. There's like a billion Indian people, but it's more about the unique significance of that identity, perhaps to that person. Right. And its application to their life. Yeah. Oh, I have another thing to say about this supplement. So this is actually also one of the Common App prompts. So the Common App, the big essay, the 650 word essay that you send to all schools, one of the seven prompts is about identity. And I steer students away from writing the identity essay for the Common App because it is so useful for these supplements. And it's shorter for the supplements. So you can, abs you can absolutely do both, but you have more chance to show different parts of yourself if you pick a different prompt for the Common App and then write your individual identity question for the supplements. That's a pro tip right there. All right. What about the last one? Tell us about your academic interests. Tell us about your academic interests. Oh boy. Does this, does this sound either boring or hard to get a kid to write about to you? It is a tough one and it's very common. So here is an example of what this prompt looks like in context. Hello, Brown. We love you, Brown. Everybody wants to go to Brown these days. 
I had all my students want to go there. I don't know why. It's a great school, but man, they love it. Brown's open curriculum allows students to explore broadly while also diving deeply into their academic pursuits. Tell us about any academic interests that excite you and how you might use the open curriculum to pursue them while also embracing topics with which you are unfamiliar 200 and to 250 words. Now that prompt itself is almost 200 to 250 words. <laughs> so one of the one of the things that my students really struggle with is what academic interests do they want to hear about? So for this particular supplement, what I would encourage them to do is go to Brown's website, go to the pages about the open curriculum, look at what that means. Like if you don't know, you, you got to know what the open curriculum is before you write this essay. I do not let any of my students write this essay until they can tell me what the open curriculum is, which it basically it's that Brown lets you design your own major and that you can take lots of diverse classes. It's actually a really great program. Maybe that's why everybody loves Brown. I don't think the 17 year olds get it. But to me, I'm like, that sounds great. Can I go study whatever I want for four years? Amazing. So Tell us about any academic interests that excite you. Okay, now, I am going to almost immediately disqualify the big ones. Chemistry, math, English, and history. But what if it really, really excites you? Like, what if you're like, I'm on the math team, and like, I've been doing this since I was a kid, and like, he has all my favorite math puzzles. Exactly. So here's the thing. I disqualify them in the broad sense, not in the specific sense. So for example... I've got a ton of female students who are really into romantic literature and they're really into Jane Austen and they're really into, you know, all of the Emily Dickinson, all of these authors who are wonderful female authors. Now that is specific. So if you want to take a class on that specific type of literature, definitely write about that. That's a great idea. And naturally, you would go to Brown's website. You would look at classes under that heading. You would find the like Emily Dickinson poetry comparison class, whatever that is. And you would write something about that. You'd be like, I want to write this. Then you would do that. You would get really specific about your academic interests. It could be, you know, a specific type of history. Is it World War II history? Is it South American history? Is it the history of South Africa? Very specific. That's what we're looking for here. Not something broad. That's what all my students bring to me is, I like history. Okay, what about history? And then after you have that, this prompt clearly asks for a foil. It says how you might use the open curriculum to pursue those academic interests while also embracing topics with which you are unfamiliar. Then I get my students to really crack open the course catalog and look for things that they don't know anything about that sound fun to them. So like witches and feminism is a great example. If that is a class that you never thought could exist, you should take it. You should totally go take it. Also, that, that class sounds great to me. That sounds so fun. So if you've got a specific area of study that you're excited about, and then you've got a class or two that you would really want to also study that's different, or especially in a different field. So maybe you want to take the physics of music or the physics of dance. Like that's a math class that is quite contrary to like your lovely literature class, whatever comparing those two things is half the essay already. It's only 200 to 250 words. Like you just don't have that much space. And so that's what I always get my students to do is to pick those first and the essay basically writes itself. How do you write about an academic interest exciting you? Does that be somehow like related to something in your life? How would you say it? Well, that's that's actually a great question. I, I have many academic interests that excite me. So like on a Nathaniel level, I sometimes find it hard to relate. But I also know a lot of students where academics don't excite them at all. But as it turns out, sports analysis 
going into is a form of statistics, right? So if if my student loves baseball and loves baseball facts, I would absolutely qualify comparing baseball statistics as a statistics academic interest. And that can sort of fit under that umbrella. And if a student really doesn't have anything to say, I'm like, well, is there a class you're actually excited to go to? And sometimes they're excited to go just because they like the teacher, but other times they're excited to go because they love the subject. So for example, I've got a kid who loves jazz band and he's got a great teacher. He loves his teacher, but he loves jazz composition and jazz composition is an academic interest. So that would totally qualify for this. And uh, you can talk a little bit about like ways that you've done it outside of school, like the specific things about it that excite you. Like, are you really into chords that have really weird spellings and you just want to figure out what they sound like? Like, that's it. That's what this essay is meant to be about, because the more specific and for lack of a better term, the weirder you are, (laughs) the better it's going to look because they're looking for people who are really passionate about academics and have something that they really want to study and are self-motivated to learn it. So if you can find the thing that the student actually really enjoys, that's your ace for that one. Gotcha. All right. Do we have some bonus prompt you wanted to share? Oh, yeah. For all of the folks who are unfamiliar with some of the other supplements I've curated, not very many, but just a couple so you can get a feel for what these supplements also look like. And some of them are very short. So for example, here's a Yale supplement. You are teaching a new Yale course. What is it called? That's the whole prompt. And I think you get like 50 words maybe for that. So you you don't get to go into detail. You just have to name the course. How fun is that? God, I love that. Here's another one. This one's Stanford's classic supplement. It has a couple extras in addition to this one, but this is the classic one. Virtually all of Stanford's undergraduates live on campus. Write a note to your future roommate that reveals something about you or that will help your roommate and us get to know you better. Whoa. Interesting. Yeah, it's like 250 words. So it's not a lot of room, but that's a real chance to show a side of you that's not on the rest of the application, which leads me to this one from you, from the UCs. Beyond what has already been shared in your application, what do you believe makes you a strong candidate for admissions to the University of California? So this is actually another type. I told you there were like so many, so many different types, but this is the tell us something that's not anywhere else on your application prompt. It used to be that this was Yale's only supplement. It was 500 words. It's still kind of in there. Actually, I think they got rid of it this year. I couldn't believe it. Um, But this is the what else can you tell us about yourself? And that is your free space on the bingo card. It is your chance to really go for it. And creativity is rewarded here, but so is telling the admissions people something about you that makes you a great candidate for that school that doesn't have anything to do with grades. There are other places to talk about the activities you want to do on campus. It might be something about how you think. It might be something that you're really nerdy about. It might be just something that you want them to know. It's actually a great scene. I think it's in Gilmore Girls, actually, where there's a girl in the admissions office and the dean or whomever says, so here's your application. Tell us something about yourself that's not on it. And she totally blanks. And she goes, well, everything that you would need to know is on there. Like, that's everything. I guarantee that it's not. There is more to you than just a bunch of pieces of paper and a couple of essays. So that's a, that prompt, which is pretty common, actually, is a great chance for you to show what that is. Yeah, so these last two are very, very broad. The questions themselves are posed, like, what do you want to tell your roommate? But the answer could be absolutely anything. Are there any, like, really interesting ones that, that come to mind that, that you could share without, you know, giving away too many details? 
Oh. There was one girl who wrote about how she likes to, speaking of baking, she wrote about how she likes to play pranks on people with her baking sometimes. So she'll have like a prank day every year and like it will look like um, like it's chocolate, but it's actually licorice or something. So like she'll make a pan au chocolat, but the, instead of like the little dark chocolate like that's inside of it, it will be little licorice things. Nothing, nothing heinous, nothing evil. Just like it was, and she cackled while she was writing it. She totally enjoyed it. And you know what? It was so funny. It was such a funny essay to read. And she was like, you know, I give people a lot of baked goods. And then uh, one day of the year I choose as my prank day. Sometimes it's April Fool's, but sometimes it's other it's other days. And I just make things or, you know, maybe they'll be very salty or there will be some black pepper in it or something. It's kind of like a Harry Potter, like the like Fred and George Weasley making those crazy sweets. Very, very fun. Very funny. Enjoyable to read and showed a lot of her personality. It was a great essay. I guess if I was her roommate, I would definitely want to know that up front. Yeah, that is completely out of left field and, and hilarious and informative and shows a lot of character. Oh, yeah. There was another one. I thought this was really sweet. There was a kid applying to Stanford who said, I don't want my roommates to get mad that I practice the violin. So I'm going to write them in my letter like, hey, I do practice several hours a day. But if it's after 10 p.m., I promise I'll find a practice room and not practice like in our suite or like in our room or our common room. And I was like, that's very nice. Like that to me. So that was a really great way to show consideration and really like thinking ahead. Like I need to be able to live with people well because these colleges are looking for people who are going to do well socially, not just in the classroom. You know, those things might seem really silly but if I have a kid who tells me something like that, I'm like, oh, you're very considerate. Like, that's that's good to know about you. Any closing thoughts on these supplement essays? All right. Well, if anybody was curious, I will share the topic of my Yale supplement essay that I wrote in 2010, 2009, actually 2009 when I applied to Yale. And at the time, the Yale supplement essay was tell us something about yourself that you can't find out anywhere on the application. My essay was about playing the violin, and it opened with, is the music in the strings or in the hands that play them? Which is a quote from one of my favorite fantasy books uh, by T.A. Barron. I was like, look, when I play my student violin, it's pretty much wood and glue. There is not much to this instrument. A monkey could make it, to be honest. It was not a great violin. But when I play my violin teacher's violin, an instrument that's worth, I mean, forty or fifty thousand dollars. It was a beautiful piece. I am instantly better, and it doesn't have anything to do with my skill. It doesn't have anything to do with if I've practiced or not. It is simply that the instrument is better. And I said to Yale, "I am either going to your school, which is the good violin, or some other school, which is the bad violin." <laughs> And I said, I want to play on the good violin because that's going to help me make the most beautiful music I can because the music is in both. It's in the person and in the instrument. And bad, a bad player can't make a good instrument sound good. And a bad instrument, it, you can be the best player in the world. It's going to be tough to sound good on that. And that got me into Yale. I was really proud of that one. I went through five different versions of that with my English teacher. It wasn't actually that topic. I picked four other topics. I wrote about them. It's 500 words, so I could kind of churn them out. My English teacher who was helping was like, nope, not good enough. Next. I don't even remember what I wrote about. I don't remember what the topics were. But she was like, this isn't you enough. This doesn't show enough about you. 
And that's, you know, eventually what I landed on. And she was like, this will do. And I was like, oh my God, okay, thank you so much. <laughs> so I guess final, final, really final question, like for the schools who do have these supplementized of the top tier schools, is this essay like extremely important? It's vital. It's easily one of the most important pieces of your application because everybody who's applying to an Ivy League has great grades. Everybody was in National Honor Society. Everybody did community service. Everybody like, you know, went above and beyond and has 18,000 activities and has done a bunch of stuff. And this is your chance to show these schools who you really are and why you deserve to be there and how you're going to contribute and that you take the process seriously, that you really want to go and that you're going to bring your full self when you get there. And you know what? Here's the other thing. You can be as authentic and amazing as possible and have it be the best writing you've ever done. And you still might not get in. There's no guarantee. And it it really saddens me because, you know, some of these kids will write unbelievably strong, wonderful applications and then not get into some of these top schools. And we'll never know why. There was nothing they could have done in addition to what they did. They were phenomenal applications. It just wasn't to be, wasn't to be. I, I have no better explanation than that. So you got to do the best you can. And then you got to kind of send it off and cross your fingers and pray to whatever deity or not deity that you believe in, <laughs> that you'll wind up in the right place, which in my experience, everyone usually does. Sounds good. Great. Thank you all so much for joining us. If you have any questions about what we talked about today, we would love to hear them. There is an email address in the show notes. If there's anything else you'd like for us to discuss on the podcast, please send those ideas to us as well, because we want to provide information that you'll find useful. That's the whole point of this. Also, if you could do all of those wonderful things that podcasts ask you to do, like rate us, give us the five stars, and share us with your friends so that we can get this information to as many people as possible, that would really, really help us spread the word and get this out there. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next time. 